Good morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to the U Interview Podcast. Uh, we are very excited to have Brett Cullen today, uh, star of the new film The Riot Act, and also, of course, The Joker, yeah. uh, as well as countless other TV <laughs> and series and movies, including one of my favorites, Narcos. Uh, so very excited to have you here today, Brett. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, and good morning to you as well. Uh, so first off, let's start, start off by talking about The Riot Act. Tell us a little bit, uh, set, set up the scene for us, and talk, tell us a little bit about who your character is in the film. Uh, well, I'm a father and a doctor and the most wealthiest man in town. It's the turn of the century. And the setup for the film is that my daughter, I, I own an opera house, and it's based on, on a, loosely based on a true story about a man who killed his wife's, his, his daughter's lover, who she was going to run off with. And that's sort of sort of premise of the movie is uh, this actor, <laughs> of course it's an actor, uh, is married and having a relationship with my daughter, who is my only child. And she's going to leave with him. And I take care of that. But then she disappears. And of course, the plot of the story is that I tell everyone she's dead, that he killed her. And... Uh, then the haunting begins. I would call it a psychological thriller. Yeah, yeah. So you must see a lot of scripts. What was it about this one that really spoke to you that said this is something I would Well, it was interesting because uh, I didn't see the script initially. It was my agent calling me, and she really loves the casting director. Yeah. And said she has really good taste. This is a little bit outside your wheelhouse, and I think you should do it. And I went, no, because <laughs> I had just finished doing Narcos and Queen of the South simultaneously. And another show up here in upstate New York <clears throat> that I was tired. I mean, I was bone tired. And she finally convinced me to do it. And, and I read it. And I went, oh, my God, this is good. This is interesting. And so I talked to the director, Devin, by phone. And then I arrived in Arkansas. And he showed up on set. And it was a lot of what they managed to do in this film, which was really quite amazing, is to have so little money and so much production value. And our DP was astounding i mean really travis did an amazing job and so did our costumer uh but i showed up and i was kind of like brain dead <laughs> it's like and some kid they had production assistants that mostly were from the university so there was a lot of young people on the set and they knocked on the door and there was three of them standing there and they went hey and they went uh hi and they go well this is Devin." and i went are you a pa and he went no i'm a director i went oh i'm so sorry see he looks so young um, that was sort of the beginning of our relationship with him kind of what but I had no, I mean he really is a young guy really smart guy really good director um, but I, as I told him there were like the first two days I literally was like the walking dead and he'd just say stand here and say your line I'd say okay really just want me to do that and I, I was too tired to argue so and then it took off and I found this guy Dr. Perot and it was really interesting because the costumer, and it's horrible of me, but I'm going to blank on her name right now. She lives in these clothes. Her children live in these clothes, and she built everyone's wardrobe. And the town that we shot in of uh, Fort Smith, I think it's, it's the town next to Fort Smith, they open their arms to us, and they have this town, this like five or six block area that they restored and kept like, could be the old west, it could be anything. 
dirt down the streets for free for us. And so you literally would walk on set and everyone's in wardrobe. And you kind of go, oh. So like walking around here in Little Italy or in places, and if you kind of close your eyes and think, what would it be like back in 1920? And it wouldn't have changed much other than the newer cars and the people's clothes. But we were all in that, you know, with the horse and buggies and the horses. And it was just like walking into another century. So it wasn't real difficult to drop into that world. Um, the emotional aspects of the character are a whole other complex <laughs> explanation, but it was really fabulous, and Devin did an amazing job, I think. Yeah. No, your character's pretty unsympathetic. <laughs> is it? Is it a challenge to play a character that you know is not is not a sympathetic one? Is one that that the, you know the audience is maybe not rooting for? I'll tell you a quick story. I worked with Gene Hackman, and I was playing a guy in a movie called The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. And I had drinks with Gene because he's my idol. I mean, I just think he's the greatest actor that's ever lived. So I asked him, I said, well, you, you played a lot of bad guys, you know, guys that are unsympathetic. I said, do you try and find the gray area or do you, and he said, are you kidding? Just enjoy it. So that's kind of when you get that kind of opportunity, you sort of jump in with both feet and you know, I mean, the same thing with that character in the replacements. And this one, he's justified in his mind because he's trying to protect his family, trying to protect his, his daughter, and trying to protect his honor. And in doing so, destroys all that. Yeah. Um, I've read something in the production notes that the, the story is based on a real event. Yes. Yeah, can you uh, explain that? Well, like I said, in the, when I first talked to you, was that the there was a guy who owned the opera house in that town who yeah. killed someone. And supposedly it was like his daughter's lover. So Devin, you know, the, the mythology of all that took that and said, you know, what if you made a film on the aftermath? What happens after that? And that's kind of what our film's about. Now, um, it was shot in just 22 days. What was the challenge of, I mean, you're probably used to a little bit bigger production. Uh, what was the challenge of doing that? Well, I, you know, I did a movie once in 12 days. I, I produced it. So, I mean, I, I know what the, <clears throat> the obstacles are. They were very good about having two cameras. And, you know, Travis, our DP, who's local in Arkansas, and I said this before, I mean, I worked with Sven Nyquist, you know, Bergman's DP. And he can stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with that guy. I mean, what he did, and my wife, the first time she saw the trailer, she went, who shot this? And it's that amazing what he, he accomplished. So, um, <clears throat> But the problems you have when you're doing a period thing is obviously the wardrobe and getting everything that looks and feels like the turn of the century. The city itself opened its arms and allowed us and sort of helped create that. And it was... Not difficult in that regard, but it was a lot of work for them. For me, it was showing up and saying, what do I put on, you know, and then going into it. But like I said, the the beauty of it was to be able to walk into a situation where you felt like you you didn't have to imagine what it looked like. It, it was there. So that was easy in that regard. But shooting 22 days, I like working fast. I work in television a lot. That's how I... 
you know, I came from the theater and then I started working in television and then I started doing movies, but I like working. I like the pace of television. I like the idea that I can shoot eight or 12 pages a day and that, you know, I know that I've accomplished it and it's a little bit, a little bit more sort of like flying by the seat of your pants, which is exciting as an actor because you're having to think on your feet really fast. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, now you're also in a little movie called Joker. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. I have a few questions about that. Okay. Um, so for, my first question is, what was your reaction when you first read this script? What did you, did you have any sense that it would be so controversial? No. That's the simple question. The answer to that is no. I, I didn't think it was controversial. I, th I, I had no idea that it was going to be blown out of proportion the way it was. Um, I think it's an astounding movie. I think it touches on so many things that's wrong with our society today. I think that Joaquin, if not nominated, doesn't win, will be shocking. Uh, he's an incredible actor. Todd is an astounding director and I couldn't be happier to be a part of it. What did it feel like? I mean, that performance by Joaquin is just unbelievable. I mean, scary. And what was it like to see him transform like that on set and to act scenes with him? Well, he is a really nice man, a really sweet guy. And would say good morning, you know, in the makeup trailer and, and talk. And, you know, I'd hear him telling about what he did the night before. And then he'd pat me on the shoulder and go to his trailer. And from that point forward, he would put that skin on of Arthur Fleck and wouldn't take it off until the end of the day, which he'd say good night and thank you so much. It's a great day or it's a rough day, you know, whatever that, that it was. And, but he was lovely to me. And, it was it was an intense shoot. It, you know, this isn't like one of those things where you're going, la di da. You know, you you're walking in knowing there's some weight to what you're doing and weight going on around you, particularly with Joaquin. He was, I mean, it was shocking because you know he's very quiet when we worked and didn't chit chat on set. Him and Todd talked, but at the premiere, we had to do a cast photo after we had all done the red carpet, and I hadn't seen him. And I looked to my left, and he was walking on. And I went, "Hey, man!" And he went, "Brad, oh my God!" He gives me a big hug, and like, you know, it was a different, a different guy. You know, he'd left that behind. You know, and he'd put the weight back on, and it was just astounding to see the transformation. I guess is what I'm saying, and who he is, and what he did. I just finished working with uh, an actor, John C. Riley, who's friends with Joaquin. And we were shooting, and he said, you know, Joaquin called me and asked me if he should do this role. I, I think this is a true story. I'm pretty sure he told me the truth. And he said no, because they were, you know, they were friends with Heath, and who I never knew. But uh, he said, well, just come over to my house. And he went over, and he said he had everything laid out from the research of brain injuries and the people that can't control their laughter to mental illness to everything, you know, know. It's just, he had it all worked out, and John said, why don't you come over here, you're doing the part. <laughs> so, and he said it's rare, because he, I think, chooses what he wants to do very carefully, Yeah. and then has to really, like, mauls over a long time, and he didn't, I think, just, I think he jumped into both feet, and as you can see in his performance, it's just pure. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah. What did you make of the, um, massive 
positive and negative critical reaction about the the potential for violence. People were making a lot of uh, claims about the movie. What, what did that feel like for you and how did you react to it? Well, all I heard was that the FBI or somebody, the NSA, was in the dark web and heard some admissions about that, that which is what caused, I think, the whole stir. Um, my response to it is similar to something I heard Todd say, which is, you know, I did the replacements of Keanu Reeves, and he's one of the greatest guys on earth. He really is a good man. You know, I just, I adore the guy. And I was actually on set with him. I visited him here in New York when he was shooting the first John Wick. And I'm like, well, you know, Keanu kills 20 guys in five minutes. You know, then that's not this movie. Obviously, we're deal dealing in this film with a whole other aspect of why people walk into a movie theater like they did in Colorado and shoot you know, a lot of people and kill a lot of people. And it's tragic, but that's mental illness. And I think that's what scared people. And what I think Todd did, and I've not spoken to him about this. I mean, I, but I, and when I look at the film and I've seen it twice, I went the other night here with some friends of mine that didn't know I was in the movie, which was funny. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And when they came, I, my friend looked up at me, it was uh, Peter Scolari, you know, Peter? He was on Bush and Buddies. He yeah, does yeah. tons of Broadway. He got the, I think, a, an Emmy for, not, yeah, an Emmy for girls. Uh, and his wife, Tracy Shane, who's a close, close friend of mine. We used to do theater together when we were younger. And she, I, I pop up and she kind of does that. And then <laughs> I start the interview and she just punches. I had dinner with you last year. You and Peter, we talked for like four hours about this movie. So she didn't remember. So that was fun. But what I think Todd did, back to that, is I think, which I think is genius, is you take a comic book character, which is what I always respond to when people say that. I say, it's a comic book. But what he's done is take a comic book character and taken him out of the comic. And so let's put him in the real world. And what would make a man become that in the real world? Which is what I think you have in this film. The negative and the positive responses, critically and personally, because I've had friends that haven't enjoyed the film, you know, is good because I think it is disturbing on a certain level and it does make you think and it does, I mean, you know, I want to give anything away, but you know, my character ends, but I was actually kind of going, yeah, yeah, <laughs> anarchy, you know, it's like kind of cool, but that's how good the film is. You know, it, it, art's not supposed to be like, oh, everything's wonderful. It's supposed to challenge you and make you think like a good comedian, you know, Dave Chappelle's most recent thing he did on Netflix blew my mind. I mean, some of the stuff he said was very controversial, but it was funny. Yeah. You know, that's what comedy's supposed to do is make us look at what's going on in the world and how do we reflect on it. That's what this movie does, I think. Yeah. And I think Todd was a genius. I mean, what he accomplished. And Joaquin as well. And everybody in the cast. I mean, Zazie, everybody. And, and the interesting thing is, like, when I said... To, uh, to uh, Joaquin, you know, at the after party of the premiere, I, I you know, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll see you at the Oscars, man. And he's like, oh, don't. And I was like, it's okay, you're good. But it's an amazing. He goes, Brett, we shot like two or three movies, you know, because we did the scene in the bathroom. We shot in the theater. It, we shot it different ways and different places and different dialogue, trying to find that whether it's. And I, I asked Todd, why are we? Was that not good? And he goes, no, it's great. He goes, but I need options in terms of I don't know how dark 
this is going to be. Maybe we might need a lighter moment here. Um, so that was, you know, just so he had options as a director. That's intriguing. I mean, did you think it might have been a lighter movie when you finished shooting it? No, no, not, not, I don't mean it in that regard. I mean that he knew it's a very dark film and that he might need moments that weren't quite as oh. intense. So I'm so glad he used the scene in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. Because uh, the other scenes were good. Well, it was really funny. But I think that it, it, it required that based on the relationship that his character and my character have. I think that was imperative to also... For instance, to take Thomas Wayne out of a comic book and put him in the real world and make him the most powerful man in Gotham and the richest man in Gotham and who's running for mayor and, and in politics. And those men, no matter who they are, whether it's Clinton or the current guy, who I'm not a big fan of, that um, what, did, what did they have to do to get there? Yeah. You know, and if you really look What's at that. What's the backstory? What the success of a man like that, you know, where are the bodies buried? And they all have them. You know, and I'm not necessarily saying murder, but things that they may have done that were maybe not so nice or, uh, you know, how do you climb that ladder? How do you get to the top of the pyramid and stay there? So that's what I think is interesting. Yeah, no, it's a fabulous, unbelievable movie. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the You Interview podcast today. We really appreciate it. Everyone go out and you can see The Riot Act, which is now streaming on Amazon Prime and Vudu. And of course, The Joker is in theaters everywhere. You Interview podcasts are hosted by Eric Mears and produced by Zoltan Lucas. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Thanks for tuning in.